This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone, Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Better Off Dead. I wish I would Better dead. Off Dead than to live without you. Uh, dot, dot, dot. This came out in 1985. <laughs> Directed sure by Savage Steve Holland. Written by Savage Steve Holland. Starring John Cusack. And others. David Ogden Steers, dude from MASH. That's what I know him from. And other people. Do you guys know any of these other people? Uh, I know Booger. A yeah. Booger, that's right. Booger. Um, I remember the Bad mom guy. from uh, Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> Was she in that? She looks way different, but yeah, she's in it. Was she Boof? Not Teen Wolf 1, Teen Wolf 2. Oh, my bad. I don't remember that one. And the bad guy from Karate Kid 2 is in this. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's something we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, you nominated this, so watch this off. Why? When did you see this movie? How did you come across it? I actually saw this when I was visiting family in Mexico. And there was nothing on, like, I... I just wanted to watch something, and I went upstairs to, like, I had my own room by that time. I was in high school. And one of the few channels that I still got there, I think it was, I got KUSI 51 on the UHF stations. <laughs> <laughs> and they were playing, like, the old movies all night. And then I saw, like, the animated sequence to this. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I fell in love with it. It was the TV version, but I still fell in love with the movie right away. All right. Um, I guess I'll go next. I had not seen this movie until about three hours ago. <laughs> um, I'd heard of it, really didn't know what it was. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm not a huge John Cusack fan, so it never really piqued my interest any more than that. Um, so yeah, that's my history with this. Scott? Um, I think I just probably saw it on cable when I was a kid. And then once or twice throughout the years. Um, I, I did... Uh, quote the movie, one particular line from the movie quite heavily uh, at one point in my He's, life. And I still say it once in a while. Yeah. But, uh, yep, just sporadically on cable is basically my history with it. Alright. Alright, well, Alex, why don't you lead us off? Uh, we're going to do our list of seven items from the movie. So, number seven. Number seven is the quote that Scott is talking about. Two dollars. And it all stems from uh, this newspaper kid that hasn't gotten paid for the week for delivering newspapers, and he wants $2 cash. And he's got one of those flip-out combs that's like a switchblade, except it's a comb. And this kid, is, it's amazing because he's relentless. He chases uh, John Cusack, uh, I forget his first name, something Meyer? Lane. Lane Meyer. Everywhere, always asking for his two dollars. I want my two dollars, and it's <laughs> it just it's so it's just ridiculous, and I love it. And we quote it. I still quote it every once in a while. And it was actually in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine as a little nod to uh, John Cusack. Okay, yeah, I have all yeah, more to say is. about it later. But I do think it's funny that and that, that little subplot that they have going on. Yeah, uh, it was actually worse than the main plot. Uh, they kind of join up at the end. That they're asking him for the two dollars and not like the dad or whoever's reading the newspaper. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, my number seven is the paperboy stuff is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so annoyed by every single part of it. The only thing I like is when he got thrown off the cliff at the end. The rest of it was. <laughs> I hated every second of it. Scott, number seven. Number seven. Okay, so I should preface my list a little bit by saying uh, that this movie is insane. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. This is this whole this whole thing is bonkers. It, the movie is like in this super heightened reality where they don't quite break the fourth wall, but there's a lot of like fourth wall. I don't know cracks <laughs> everywhere. Um, its universe is coming apart at the seams. Yeah, yeah, but it's like everybody just kind of takes it in stride, <laughs> um, and and I really enjoyed that. I'd forgotten like just how weird this movie was. Um, so that leads into my number seven, um, is the mom, uh, and she's, she's hilarious, but, uh, my, my favorite, might be my favorite line in the movie, uh, it's just, she, she's on that kick where she, she keeps giving them weird food and she's, it's, it's, this is about halfway through the movie where she says, she doesn't even say what she's making, but she just says, it has raisins. You like raisins. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just her, deli- her delivery. Like, I, I don't know how they were keeping a straight face through some of the stuff she was saying. And then, you know, the they, it's just this weird, like, fluorescent green blob that basically, like, crawls on its own off the table. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and he kind of, like, gives it a weird look, but he's just back to, to being absorbed with whatever it is that's, that's going on with him. Yeah. Uh, but the... It has raisins. You like raisins. Like that that's such a weird line in delivery, uh it made me laugh. So that's my number seven. <laughs> the mom and the food. Here's your bacon. What on earth have you done to this? <laughs> well, you mentioned how you didn't like gr- such greasy food, so I boiled it. <laughs> and it's all green for some reason. <laughs> yep. Oh man. <laughs> Alright, Alex number six. My number six is uh, the K-12. Not the race at the end, which is awesome, but the, just the K-12 itself, like the, the big thing that all these movies, it's kind of lampooning it, but also kind of taking it seriously where it's like, oh, to save, you know, so-and-so, we need to do this thing in order for everybody to have a happy ending. And this one just happened to be the K-12, a murderous downhill uh, slalom in the ski town. That everybody fears, but if you can pull it off, <laughs> your girls will go sterile just by looking at you, <laughs> as Booger says. So, it's not, it's, what, I always keep forgetting his name in this movie. It's not Booger. It's like John John Lamar, Charles Charles Demar. Yeah, yeah. He wears a top hat for most of the movie. So it, it is funny that uh, <laughs> that this kind of like movie has been lampooned over and over again. But I feel like this movie was making fun of that kind of movie. But this came out in 1985, you said, right, Jeff? Yep, 85. Yeah. So this is just, like, the director and writer just fucking around. Like, I think they knew it was ridiculous. You know, it, it, it's never taken itself seriously. Um, but, yet, but yet it still uh, becomes uh, fodder for, for other satire down the road. So episode of South Park about it, basically. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Serio. <laughs> All right. Oh, Alex, number six. That was my number six. The K twelve. Oh, okay. So my number six. Yeah. Um, the Howard Cosell Asians. What that? What the hell's going on? <laughs> oh, that's my number five. <laughs> that was weird, uh, but I, I did. <laughs> yeah. I I did like it. Um, just because again, it was so bizarre. Just this little sight, and they they have the Monday Night Football jackets that they they don't wear anymore. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if they're still wearing them in 1985, but uh, so I like that part of it. It's borderline racist about how they they never bothered to learn English, like, uh, and also I think the so that that guy was dubbed the, the guy doing like Kosovo voice. Oh, yeah. um, but I felt like Rich Little, the guy doing that was like trying to put on like a little like Japanese accent at the end of it. I I don't know. Did could you guys hear that at all? I didn't. I heard a Cosell someone doing yeah. a Cosell impersonation. Okay. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way it was super weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I it's just yeah. WTF. All my eggs are WTFs, which I know is the point of this movie, but so there you go. <laughs> Uh, Scott, number six. Number six. Uh, this one involves the mom again. Wait, wasn't this your number six? 
Oh, no, that was Jeff's. My bad. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody, what's going on? It's not easy, is it? Yeah, yeah. it isn't. <laughs> uh, my, my number six um, involves the mom again and the Christmas present that she gets the, the dad. Uh, the, the weird fur coat onesie thing with the hood. And she Hard says, work. it's real aardvark fur. And then the, the dad says, oh, everybody will be wearing these. Like, <laughs> it's something about, oh, it's really warm. And then they went, I forget why they go outside. But they oh, look the, over the, and the neighbor's the, wearing the aardvark thing too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very non sequitur um, thing in a movie full of that kind of stuff. But uh, that, that one made me laugh out loud again. But just, again, her delivery... It's real aardvark for. <laughs> and then the yeah, this movie's predictive because now people are wearing shit like that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So that's my number six. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is the street races uh, with the two Japanese guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah, then. I, it's, it's, this is the thing. <laughs> they just pull up and they have the big speakers on the top of the cars. <laughs> And Lane feels like he has to race him in that freaking station wagon, the wood-pedaled station wagon, and he puts on the the, the dishwashing gloves and the goggles. It's so ridiculous. Well, it's funny because they have, like, a shitty car, too. It's not like they have anything special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then at the end, when he finally gets his Camaro fixed. By the way, I love Camaros, not only because uh, my dad had one, but also this movie played heavily into my love of Camaros. But, uh... Yeah, once he gets that fixed, then he just goes up to him, gives him a wink. <laughs> and then the two guys, the two Japanese guys, have girls in there. And it's like, oh, they, didn't they kick him out of the car? No, they put him in the back seat, and they all they put on their helmets to get Yeah, all of a sudden they realize they're going to race, and they, the, the, the girls pull out helmets, which cracked me up. <laughs> and then they, the car basically kind of stalls out, yeah, and they, they get, get out pissed, away. and then they start fighting. <laughs> <laughs> this movie has it all, folks. Uh, just pause the podcast, go watch this, and then listen to the rest of the podcast. We'll wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number five? Yeah. Uh, this whole... St- I, I guess <laughs> at, at the very end they mentioned they were like a, a Northern California city. Right? What, what the ski town, ski team bullshit? Like, I... I, I was trying I mean, to wonder... I was trying to wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder like how that could possibly be real, but I... In reading the trivia for the movie, uh, I guess it was semi-autobiographical, and the guy, the director or whatever, had a ski team in his high school. So yeah. there's probably nothing that elaborate, but, you know, yeah, no idea where the fuck they were, because they talk about going to Dodger Stadium, too. Yeah, exactly. I just... Oh, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, well, she did say Brooklyn, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just didn't like this whole ski thing. I'd rather watch Ski School than this, but <laughs> probably Jeez. came out around the same time. Well, Ski School's got boobies in it, so. Yeah. Mm. See. Uh, yeah, the whole skiing aspect oof, didn't work for me. But, uh, Scott, what's your number five? My number five is, uh, and I completely forgot about this line, but when I, when I saw it uh, coming, I was like, oh, yeah. This, this line's hilarious. It's about to happen. Um, it's when he accidentally gets pushed off the overpass and lands in the garbage truck, and then he just kind of resigned <laughs> to it. And the <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the the black guy sees him and says something to the effect of, eh, it's a shame when they throw away a perfectly good white boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That was good. I've heard that before, so... People yeah, must have been yeah, this movie, unless it's from something else. Yeah, that actor was like the yeah. only, the only like non-white guy with a, like any actual voice lines in this movie, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, he did the most of it. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> delivery, man. Threw away perfectly good white boy. <laughs> All right, Alex, number four. My number four is. Uh, the well, let me g- give you the setup to this whole thing. They're eating. Everybody was over at Lane's mom's house for eating dinner, and we were going in honor of our exchange student. We're having French food. This is French fries, and French water. This is Paris. Paris. Yeah, <laughs> goes through that whole spiel, 
and Lane is going bananas. He's got the whole Rambo getup with the uh, uh, the poncho <laughs> and the sock bandana, and he's sitting down at the table with everybody. And this is while the exchange student still pretended that she didn't. Spoilers is pretending that she can't speak English. And then I don't know what that thing that Lane has, like something, but it was very flammable. It said just a primer. <laughs> and then the mom grabs it. She's like, oh, I love the liqueur. Takes a swig out of it. It's like, oh, I love the liqueur. And then lights a cigarette. And the whole thing goes up in flames. And then it just cuts to Lane, uh, the exchange student, what's-her-face, and then Ricky, who's the, 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 uh, the fat son. <laughs> and Lane's like, sorry, your mom blew up, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> it's that deadpan delivery. It's like, I love it. It just gets me every time. And then they race the guys again. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number four is Booger. Uh, anytime Booger's in something. Oh, he's my number three. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. He's just drinking beers, talking about snorting. It's all snow and all that stuff. He just plays the same character every time, but I love it. Uh, and okay. Van Wilder. Didn't see Van Wilder, so can't oh, comment. On my list. Yay. <laughs> Alright, Scott, number four. Number four is also Booger. Nice. Uh, this character's so weird. I love that he was wearing the, the top hat. Uh, he's carrying around the, the jar with a pig fetus. Uh, <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. Like a big chunk of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, the, I think my favorite scene with him it was... Um, they're they're in the cafeteria, and then the French stage student looks over at, at Ricky, and uh, he's basically like slurping up this this Jello mold with a straw, and it's super weird. And then she looks over at at uh, at Booger, and he's <laughs> snorting the Jello with the straw, and he like offers it to her. Yeah, yeah. Made me laugh. Uh, That's great. That and then, and then the. The other line about how do you have any idea of what the street value of this mountain is? <laughs> it's pure snow. Yeah. 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 He he was good. All right, Alex, number three. Also, booger. <laughs> but yeah, you start snorting the snow. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my gosh, this stuff is so pure. I can't move my left arm." And he starts swinging it around. <laughs> Like, I can't feel the left side of my face. Uh, and it's like, man, what are we doing here? Why don't you go down the mountain already? I could be at home, but my cousin makes this kick-ass eggnog with lighter fluid. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. He's the heart and soul of this movie. <laughs> um, all right. My number three is... <laughs> Booger. That's all we know him as. Poor guy. <laughs> number three is when Jimmy takes this foreign exchange student takes Fez I guess to the uh, dance oh yeah Fez <laughs> yeah. and it, it turns into like a typical like 80s da- dance sequence where they spread around okay and the nerdy kids are going to dance and then he goes to like do the worm or whatever and he just falls on his face <laughs> yeah he's telling everybody to back up yeah. and then everybody just sneaks in there he, that's where he stays the rest of the dance I wasn't expecting that that got a chuckle out of me <laughs> so uh, that's it uh, Scott, number three. Uh, so number three is uh, Monique, uh, Diane Franklin. Uh, she's just super Joan. adorable throughout this entire movie. Uh, she's Joan of Arc. Oh, yeah. No, she wasn't. I looked that up. She was, oh, no, one, she of the was one of the princesses. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Yeah, she's anyway. Joan of Arc to me. <laughs> Headcanon. She's durable even, and I, in my notes I said, even with 80s hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, say to you. So. She's got Jenny from Commando hair. Yeah. It was, it was, it almost turned into, because I hadn't seen this in a while, so I didn't quite remember how it all went down, but uh, it, it was turning into a kind of uh, Lisa Hayes v. Lynn Meme kind of situation for me. Uh, mm um, where she's like, she's clearly way better than than the other girls. So just get over it already. Yeah, uh, I know. But yeah, she's super adorable, um, and uh, I like like all her expressions when she's pretending not to be able to speak English. 
uh, just all the weird shit going on around her. Uh, yeah, that was, was like I was gonna mention. She's one of the the princess babes from uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Cool. Also, she has an aggressively obvious ski stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Alex, what's your number two? My number two is this movie has possibly the most perfect douchebag in all of 80s movies. <laughs> it's the antagonist. It's just fantastic. The actor does a great job. I hate him so much from beginning to end. They like this name was Stalin. Yeah, yeah. Wee, looking good, Oscar Mayer. He was greeted yeah. him with uh, in Spanish. <laughs> Buenos dias. Gold. He's pretty I lo- good. <laughs> I hate to love that. I I love to hate this guy. Yeah. All right, my number two is the love hate with the ski sequence at the end. It's so 80s. We're like, yeah, they're not even trying <laughs> yeah. to make us pretend that it's the real actors doing any of this stuff. <laughs> and just have put like voiceover. Whoa, Horrible telling you. <laughs> yeah. And, but it was still cool stuff. It reminded me of stuff like Ski School and I want to say like Police Academy. Anything where they have, in the middle of a movie, have elaborate stunts where it's obviously not the real people and it's just some extreme <laughs> X Games shit going on. Yeah. Um, so it was lame, but I enjoyed it because it reminded me of a simpler time. <laughs> He's skiing on one ski. <laughs> There's something following them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so ski sequence number two for me. Scott, number two. Uh, number two, this this whole scene uh, cracked me up. It made me laugh several times. Was when they're in the geometry class and... Uh, how how the kids all the kids are super into it, like yeah. He's the teacher's up there making these math jokes, and they're all like like laughing hysterically, and they're just totally in in rapt attention to everything that he's saying, and <laughs> like class gets over, and everybody's you know sighs. Oh no, he says, "Don't worry, tonight go home and memorize." Pages ten through like one hundred twenty-seven for tomorrow's assignment. And yeah. Everybody goes, "Yay!" Like, it's such a weird joke, but it cracked me up. Uh, just again, it was total opposite of any other high school uh, teen comedy ever. Just the <laughs> they're all super into it. And they they they're doing the, the super hard formula on the on the chalkboard, and uh, it's just a, a real surreal kind of sequence. Um, and the, the teacher that was great uh, that guy's been in a bunch of stuff playing a weirdo usually uh, mm. Vincent uh, Scavelli I'm not pronounce his last name uh, yeah, yeah that sounds about right but yeah just again how, how everybody loved being in that class it was so weird it made me laugh <laughs> that's my number two when they're up there, and like I think Beth's doing it too, right? And she has like shut up, divided by quiet. There was all this weird stuff being written <laughs> on the board. All right, Alex, number one. Uh, my number one is just the pure insanity that is this movie. All the characters are clearly insane. Everything's like off the rails. And it, yeah, you strap in, you think it's like, oh, this is just like a regular '80s team rom com. Nope. It's like it's it's borderline like Scott said. It's borderline a parody. I don't know if it was meant to be one or if it wasn't, but it's, it's fantastic. I love how balls to the wall this thing goes. Just really leans in hard to the eighties. Uh, well, to the eighties. Yeah. So so it's funny because I I again I'd forgotten uh, a lot about what what happened in this movie and even the tone of the movie. And so when it starts off, and he's got all those pictures around, I, I, of 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 his girlfriend, like plastered yeah. all over his room. Uh, I was like, oh wow, he's a fucking creep. Like, I don't think I might, I'm gonna enjoy this as much as I thought I did. But then I saw that everybody's just fucking weird in this movie, so I was like, oh, okay, it's yeah. fine. Other than that, he goes into his closet, and all his hangers have her picture on it yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. 
This movie's great. Go watch it. Yep. All right. Number one, <laughs> Alex. That was my number one. Oh, that was? Yeah. Oh, so my number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm not a big fan of this movie, but I appreciate that it went in all in, like you guys are saying. Like, it didn't take itself seriously. It, seriously. it went for it. Didn't hold back. So I respect that about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get to it in a ratings. You know, not the greatest thing in the world for me, but I did like that. That it was just like I kept going, "What the fuck?" What the, okay, I get it, what they're doing here. Okay, I see, but not for me. But I did. I respect that about it, and so that's what I have to give it the number one spot. Scott, number one. My number one was the the paperboy subplot, <laughs> just because it, it, they they shot it like it was a horror movie, and not not all that well, but the. Like they had like the imitation psycho music at points, um, <laughs> and just just how seriously everybody takes it uh, from beginning to end, um, and then it eventually becomes part of the again the plot um, as he gets chased to the top of the mountain. Uh, yeah, just so out there, and then the, the quote, "I want my two dollars." Yep, two dollars no. cash. <laughs> my number one. Awesome. It's a terrible number one. I'm sorry. <laughs> no way. <laughs> All right. Uh, unless you guys have honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, the, Alex. Uh, the, the, all the animated sequences were fantastic. And uh, the, the, the music videos that happened in, in the all middle of, of these movies. <laughs> the freaking burger one. The burger one oh, was, that, that was, that was probably the low point of the movie for me. I don't know. I almost made my that... list of something terrible. Oh, the girl that was singing at the uh, at the dance at the winter formal. She was full on just breaking the fourth wall. She's looking straight at the camera. And just... yeah. She I, that's I funny. She's like a like a semi famous voice actress. Yeah, she's a Pee Wee Herman. Wasn't that Dottie? I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Dottie. It was Dottie. She, uh, she was like she did Mikey from Rugrats, right? One of the characters from Rugrats. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not Mikey, the bald kid, the main kid. What's his face? I think she did him. Yeah. Sounds scandalous. <laughs> but yes. Oh, shout outs to uh, Porky's. Did you guys catch that reference? I did. Uh, it wasn't. Didn't appreciate it that much because I think Porky's is a fucking terrible movie. It is. <laughs> it's awful. But yeah, Porky himself was in this movie. I've never seen it. Yeah, don't yeah, bother. Her, her name's Elizabeth Daly. Yeah, she was yeah. in Be a Big Top or Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Also, Powerpuff Girls, Happy Feet, yeah. Babe. Yeah, bunch of stuff. We should we should do Porky's. Yeah. <laughs> Put her on your list, Scott. Yeah. No. Who's <laughs> awful? All right. Uh, oh, anything from you, Scott? Or no? Um, just a couple things. Um. <laughs> So a gripe about how the the Camaro um, comes out of the garage like fully detailed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got, the outside got cleaned up too. They showed him putting on the tire, and that thing was like super fucking dirty. All of a sudden, everything's clean. Like, like five minutes later, um, there was that. There was there was the gag about how the the younger brother um, he did that one oh, yeah. that almost made my list list when he gets the book called. Um, how to get trashy yeah. women? Yeah. <laughs> Just the cover made me laugh. Um, but the other joke about how he keeps he keeps cutting out the uh, whatever the contest stuff from all the boxes, and it makes everything yeah, spill. And I was trying to remember like everything always nothing comes straight out of the box. No, because there's the bag in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was kind of even in 1985. I think it was still that way. So that's kind of a. It kind of ruined the joke for me because I couldn't help but think about that. Um, hey, the stuff with his little brother, any of that ever pay off? Nope, it was just yeah, weird shit going on. he built a rocket ship, on. went into the moon. What? He built a rocket ship, went to the moon. Did that happen? Well, not to the moon, but he built a rocket ship. How did I miss that? All right. <laughs> it was at the very end. I think during like it was like a credit stinger. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then, and then just one, th- one thing I noticed when he... When he accidentally starts hanging himself in the garage, and I didn't like how, you, how they showed—they didn't show how he got out of that. By the way, um, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. 
Okay, so I have to confess. So I thought he died there, and he was just like, or his last few seconds on Earth where he was imagining all this weird stuff happening with the geometry class and everything. So, because you said there was everything was so weird. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? And then I was like, okay, he didn't. It's just a weird movie, but. I thought that name was called Better Off Dead, so I don't know. Mm. It's you bring up an interesting point, Damn. Jeff. I have to think about yeah. that because because <laughs> yeah, I don't remember like perspective if if anything like really heightened was going on before that. <laughs> mm. His mom helps kill him. I mean, the paperboy stuff had already happened. Yeah, that's happened. true. Yeah, um, and then dad goes up there with the with the wife's robe on, but uh, the I guess he had his hands free, right? Hmm? He had his hands free while he was hanging. Yeah, I guess. So he could have just grabbed it, wrapped it around his neck, and lifted himself up. Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say though, they 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 fucked up on that that door because the mom's pushing on it. You can see it's like only on like one hinge. <laughs> like it's not fully attached to the frame. So anyway, it's just a small dumb thing I noticed. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being garbage, 7 being perfection. So, Alex, what's yours? I'm going to give this a 5. I love this movie. Uh, I watch it about, I don't know, about once a year, maybe. Uh, I love all the jokes, all the zaniness of it and stuff. It really appeals to me. And I saw it was one of the first ones, first 80s, like teens trying to get some type of movies so yeah five okay i i didn't enjoy this but didn't absolutely hate it but it is on the more negative side of the scale so three for me scott uh this, this gets a five for me there's just so much weird shit going on that that lands um it, it almost gets dropped to a four because of that fucking burger sequence which was awful but, hey, everybody uh, wants them. Yeah, but in spite of that, um, yeah, I I give it a five. Just a lot of jokes landed for me, and I and I like the the vibe this whole movie had. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, so what's our crossover list, Alex? Crossover list is since it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody! And uh, if you have nobody, uh, fuck Valentine's Day. But our favorite, uh, our top five favorite rom coms. This is kind of romantic, right? Yeah, it's very yeah. romantic. Yeah, he still has the keys to the the Porky's restaurant. Has all the TV dinners that he uh, prepares for What's Her Face. Monique. Mm-hmm. Don't call her What's Her Face on the date, though. That'd be bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, What's Her Face? Sit down. Hey, champ. What's up? <laughs> Enjoy this candlelit dinner. Mm-hmm. What's up? All right. Man? Well, Alex, what's your number five? My number five is Love Actually. This movie's great. I mean, as far as rom-coms go, it's it's got a lot of storylines. Some of them uh, converge. Uh, some of them don't. But it's well-written. It's got good dialogue, good jokes, great actors. Liam Neeson's, for Pete's sake. As a single dad, adorable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I like Love Actually. Um... Yeah. It kind of jumps back and forth though between the, the comedy and the and the drama, yeah, the serious drama, drama. and the that creep that uh, loves his best friend's wife. Ugh. Yeah, it's kind of weird. What an the, asshole! The I, I I still always appreciate the joke about the, the English kid going to America. Oh yeah. <laughs> How He's I, like? Oh, you just go around to America, talk to the, in an English accent, then you'll get laid. Well, he he doesn't say that, but like he just says you have to go. Well, that's what it is. Well, I know that's what happens, but he just thinks he has to go, so he does. And then it turns out that he was actually right that he just has to go to America and he gets laid constantly. <laughs> He's like, "All right, where to, buddy? Any bar? Yeah, <laughs> just any bar in the area." And it's a uh, oh, what's her face? There's a few people in that in that scene. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. What's her fucking face? It was January Jones. Yeah. And then it was Alicia Cuthbert. And then it was... Um, shit, I don't remember her name. You know, Stopshire Troopers, uh, James Bond movie where she was Dr. Christmas. Well, no, Denise Richards doesn't show up until the end. Right, but... Yeah, spoilers. 
Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's um, Shannon Elizabeth, but you only see the see it from oh, one yeah. for a second. And yeah. then I can't remember the other girl's name. Uh, Ilana Milsovich, something like that. Is sure. It? Anyway, Ilana. Anyways, yeah. Solid five. Billy Bob Thornton. All right, I've never seen it. Okay, I, I, you kind of have to work to avoid that one. <laughs> yeah, not not too yeah. hard. Yeah, that's I couldn't tell you anything about it or who's in it or anything other than the people you just said. Okay, uh, my number five. I don't know. If, okay, it's a TV show. It's not a romantic comedy TV show, but there's a portion of the show does that. So I want to go with the Jim and Pam stuff from The Office. Does that count? You guys have never seen The Office, huh? Yeah. No, I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. No, yeah. I'm just thinking. No, about I'll it. count it. I mean, it's an episodic episode. They had some episodes where they're more focused on them than anybody else. So yeah. And the, there's all kinds of Office romances going on, not just between those two. So sure. So I'll but allow I, it. Like, I wouldn't call The Office a romantic comedy sitcom right, or whatever, right. but there's definitely yeah. Later on with Michael and I already forgot who he got with and Dwight and. He doesn't doesn't he go through like a few love interests, right? Yeah, yeah, girlfriends. I wouldn't call them love interests, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, he has like the executive that she's in a bunch of episodes. Yes, yeah. And then there's the what's the the blonde woman? I don't remember her name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That becomes love interest, and then I think it was just those two actually. There was one before. It's actually his real life wife played his first. Girlfriend on the uh, show. Huh. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'll say the office. Pam and Pam and Jim. That's the one that wanted to get on here. So that's my number five. Cool, Scott. Uh, number five, going back to the Brits, uh, Notting Hill. Yeah, yeah that's like real. I haven't seen any of this shit. Yeah, me either. I haven't seen Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Um, so this one's more probably skewing more towards the romance than the comedy, but there's a lot of uh, comedic beats in this. Um, so yeah, without spoiling anything for you, it's it's well acted. It's It's got a, like a kind of a nice small feel toward it. Um, <laughs> uh, Hugh Grant is impossibly, impossibly British in this. So this. This is the movie that made him into a stereotype. <laughs> He's played... Uh, the the bumbling charming Brit ever since yeah. yeah yeah so that's my number five Notting Hill all right uh, that's with Julia Roberts yes mm-hmm. Alex number four my number four is Crazy Rich Asians and I've talked about this uh, on a previous podcast this movie's great it has all the same like it's the same formula of a romantic comedy and everything uh, you know where it's going but it's from a culturally different standpoint that I think freshens up the uh, the whole premise. Okay. So it's worth a rush. It's got some uh, kooky characters for sure. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. So Yeah, it's good. I recommend. I thought you were going to list another Asian movie, which is Audition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh? Uh, honorable mention. <laughs> well, that one's just yeah. pretty much straight comedy, though, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. My number four, while this might be the best movie out of these, it's not, I wouldn't consider it a tr- I don't think of it as romantic comedy, although it is. It'll be the Groundhog's Day. Yeah, I thought, you know what I thought about it's, that one? It's um, like a 60-40 situation. I feel, yeah, I feel like there's like too much other stuff going on. With that. There is, and that's why it's lower on my list, but I, it's obviously a great movie, but I have it. But there's definitely at the end... He's getting the you know that, that, that is kind of the whole point. Yeah, is yeah. him to find yeah. love. So uh, or not yeah. to be such a self-centered asshole. That too. Yeah. Well, that yeah. By be doing that, he does get the girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Groundhog's Day. Uh, we have to do that one of these days. One of the we'll do it on Groundhog's Day this year, maybe. Or is that already passed? <laughs> it's already passed. Damn it! When, when, or has it? You know that that was when, on when the, the other night, and I realized something for the first time that I just thought was weird. Um, it turned out not not to be that weird. Is at the very spoilers at the very end when he wakes up in bed next to her, um, she's still fully dressed, and I was wondering why he was wearing like his pajamas, and then I realized for the very first time I don't know how many times I've seen this that no that's just the shirt he had on from last night. It just looks like a pajama top. 
I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> okay. Just tossing that out there. Well. It's weird. It's a weird shirt. All right. Mm. Groundhog's Day is my number four. Scott, which number four? Number four is Clueless. Uh, this was oh, like the like teen romantic comedy of the '90s, I would say. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just as if. Yeah, um, <laughs> enjoyable movie. Uh, Alicia Silverstone's great in this. Uh, it's the first time I see. I think I really saw Paul Rudd in anything. Although he doesn't really get to oh, yeah. be Paul Rudd in this too much. Uh, but yeah, just a, a great cast. Just uh, um, a retelling of uh, Emma. But uh, yeah, the the whole thing works. Um, it's Amy Heckerling. She's done that thing before. She knows what she's doing. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Coolest. I saw that at the movie theater, but I don't remember anything about it other than uh, the guy who kidnaps uh, Dutch's or Matrix's child is her dad. That's, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of this one, he's playing a high-powered lawyer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Guy's got range. He does. <laughs> All right. The movie's also painfully '90s, by the way. Oh yeah, it's just like better off dead as painfully '80s. Yeah. All right. Alex, number three. Uh, my number three, and I saw this recently again after a long time, and I realized, hey, this is pretty much a romantic comedy. Wally. Haven't seen it. Uh... A robot who's all working lonely until he meets Eve. Another very uh, modern robot, pretty much the opposite of Wally, because he's more analog and doing all this maintenance, crushing trash into cubes on Earth, and he's the last one. Then Eve comes along and changes his life, and he he's doing all these things to try and impress her and hold her hands throughout the whole movie. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll take your word on it. That's what about uh, another Pixar? What about Wood, Wood, Woody and Buzz? <laughs> yeah. Or, or uh, Nemo's uh-huh. dad and Dory. Ah, <laughs> hmm? <laughs> uh, yeah. They, well, they live in separate houses, so maybe it's like a Lucille Ball, Lucy and Ricky type of thing where they have separate beds. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Wally. I think that might be my favorite Pixar movie. It's so great. Such very little dialogue. I wish the whole movie didn't have any dialogue, but eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> All right, my number three is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, shit. Damn, that's good. Yeah, it's a good one. I don't mention it for me. Uh, yeah, takes place in Hawaii. It's got what's her Real face original. And what's her face and him and him. And the other guy. And the other guy. Yes. Oh, the yeah, weather Steven, outside Steven is weather. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's uh, also got Paul Rudd. Uh, I wonder if the pubes match the drapes. Yeah. The drapes match the pubes. Drapes match the pubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Samantha. Snow. I sleep with everybody. It's got the, it's got the guy from 30 Rock. Yeah. Jesus between that. your thighs, uh, but with a smaller beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see your hoo-ha. Uh, it's a classic movie. Uh, both, um, yeah, it's 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 a classic rom com. Also, the big uh, bald guy from the working at the hotel, he's a regular in Hawaii Five O. Oh, there and you go, Jonah Hill. Yeah, <laughs> Jonah Hill. Everybody's in that movie. It's great. If you haven't seen it, watch it, people. There's, there's even a puppet show at the end. <laughs> it's been forever since I've seen it. <laughs> Gonna watch it right now. All right. I actually own that. That's probably the only rom-com I own on Blu-ray. Wow. Yeah. All right. Scott, number three. Okay. Number three, uh, going back to the 80s again. Uh, Wedding Singer. Oh, shit. Nice. Damn it, that's good. Uh, Actually, really like uh, Drew Barrymore in this. Um, You can see why he kind of falls for her. well, because if he doesn't, she she's gonna light his house on fire. Yeah, I think this is Sandler's best. Uh, I, I like him most here as an actor out of any of his other comedies. Um, so I'll agree with when that. He takes a dramatic turn. I think he's he's pretty good sometimes, but uh, 
<laughs> so it was a bad note. <laughs> yeah, but just, just on the it's gonna be okay. The strength of the breakup song that he sings in the middle. That's <laughs> uh, oh. one of the hardest I've ever laughed in the movie theater. Uh, Next time I go to a karaoke bar, I hope that song's in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'll stand behind the curtain the whole time, waiting for the punchline. Yeah. Reaping all the, the There's the, the whole Billy Idol gag. <laughs> yeah. You don't talk to Billy Idol that way. <laughs> uh, Billy Idol gets it. I don't know why she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> there were cones. There were cones. Which we quoted. Yes, yeah, classic. I may have this a little higher on my list. Uh, but... Uh, Yes, the the wedding singer is uh, my number three. All right, Alex, number two. My number two. Oh, this almost made my number one, except my number one is so strong. But number two, Amelie, foreign French uh, film. Don't let that put you off. I'm. I okay. I mean, like part of the movie is her like coming to terms and what's my life and trying to better people, but then she meets Nino. And uh, a lot of the movie is trying to get his attention and then them going back and forth until, uh, you know, serendipity strikes and they end up together at the end. Spoiler alerts. But it's great. Also, serendipity's not on my list. <laughs> yeah, mine either. I think it's uh, part-time guest Brian's favorite rom-com. I was just going to yeah. say Brian would have had it on his list. <laughs> I know. Jeebus. Why? It's all right. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Amelie. All right. Uh, my number two is almost more on the romantic side than the comic side. And I haven't seen it in years, but it was on HBO e. for a while. And I really liked it, and I can't tell you why. It's called One Fine Day. It's, it's, George yeah, Clooney yeah. and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I've never <laughs> seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. And I remember it now that you're talking about it. Yeah, they're both single parents, and they meet each other, taking the kids to school, blah, 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 and it's it's a romantic comedy. But I think it's more romantic than even comedy, because you wouldn't think of Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer as comedians. But I don't know. I remember watching it, and I uh, it's a guilty pleasure. I would probably watch it again if it was on cable right now. You wouldn't own a Blu-ray of it? I do not own a Blu-ray of it. I think, I think this was like one of his last movies before he did the Oceans thing, and really catapulting himself into an A-lister. Yeah, I'll look it up. But uh, yeah, One Fine Day is my number two. Scott. <laughs> All right. 96. My number two is uh, a movie that got a lot of backlash, I think, because uh, it, it won Academy Award for Best Picture. And Is it Bounce? <laughs> it's not Bounce. Yeah? Bounce was not a good movie. But uh, <laughs> the... Uh, there were some other great movies nominated that year for Shakespeare in Love. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway, I think. Oh, I thought it was going to be that. Oh no, Moulin Rouge is in the comedy. Anyways, it's got some comedic stuff. For the... Well, we do our top five musicals. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Shakespeare in Love is my number two. Um, this is uh, uh, this is a well casted, well acted. Movie, some fantastic set design and costume design, and uh, the whole thing's beautifully shot. Um, I get why it's not everybody's cup of tea, uh, but I think it got undeserved backlash. Like it's, I think it's still a, a pretty great movie. Um, it's got a lot going for it. Um, it's the most likable Gwyneth Paltrow's ever been in anything, except, <laughs> That's for, true. except for maybe Pepper Potts. I was gonna say Pepper Potts. Yeah, I like yeah. Pepper, I like his Pepper Potts. Um, yeah, she's great in this. Uh, Joseph Fiennes is great in this. Um, there's a lot of like recognizable actors sprinkled throughout the whole thing. Um, Judy Dench. Yep, Dame Judy Dench. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Affleck. Um, Tom Hiddleston. Not Hiddleston. I wish. Isn't he the kid? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Tom Wilkinson. I like the blood. Uh, Falcone. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, in it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, it's, if you like Shakespeare and you're not averse to rom-coms I, or period pieces, uh, I highly recommend Shakespeare in Love. So that's my number two. Watch without caution. <laughs> hey, by the way, One Fine Day came out after From Dust Till Dawn. 
Wow. It was before it was before Batman and Robin, before it was a lot of stuff. What what about Out of Sight? Oh yeah, that movie's good. Uh yeah, that came out in ninety eight where this came out in ninety six. Okay. And Ocean's Eleven is not till two thousand and one. What, what, so what, what about the Peacemaker? <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> was after the, it as well. The Uma Thurman. No, that was Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, Nicole Kidman, my bad. I did goes, see that at the Cynodome. <laughs> it goes, from dusk till dawn, one fine day, Batman and Robin, something in South Park, the dog. Right? <laughs> yeah, the, the gay peacemaker, dog. Uh, he played the doctor in Murphy Brown, Out of Sight, Thin Red Line, uh, South Park the movie, Three Kings, Failsafe, Brother Arthur, Perfect Storm, Spy Kids, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, Three Kings is good. I should watch yeah. that again. All right, uh, where are we now? Number my number one or Alex's number one? Alex number one. All right, easy. Whenever somebody says romance, it's this movie all Commando. the way. Yep, Jenny, <laughs> this is your new mother, <laughs> the Princess Bride. No. It's got everything. I left it off my list, but I because I cut it hard. It's a fantasy, not a comedy in my mind. But even though it is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's if you want romance, to have a bad list, I'll let you have it. <laughs> All right, well, how do you guys feel about it? Explain yourself. Is it all right? Well, because the movie's hilarious. It's got Harry Shearer, for Pete's sake. I laugh throughout the movie as much as I am thrilled by it. Harry Shearer? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Christopher Guest, do you mean? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the other <laughs> member of Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> Michael McKeon. Yeah. <laughs> Andre the Giant. It's got romance. Peter Fox says Sh- it all at the beginning. Wally Shin. Inconceivable. <laughs> Billy Crystal. And the fairy from uh, Scrooge. Carol Kane. Yeah. You can have it to your list. I, I thought uh, about it, but I, it's not a... I, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call mind, it a rom-com. Yeah. I'd call it a fantasy... Romantic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, fantasy let's see adventure IMDb. romantic comedy, yeah. Let's see what uh, IMDb has it classified as. What is this movie called? Fantasy Bride? No. What is it? <laughs> Princess Bride. Princess Bride. <laughs> Jeebus. That sounds like some anime stuff. All right. Uh... <laughs> says, adventure, family, fantasy. No calm or romance anywhere in it. Fail. And uh, IMDb but is there the is. truth. Does, it, it also says at the bottom, if you want to classify this as a romantic comedy, you are an idiot. <laughs> oh, sorry. As, as you wish. As you wish. See, that's romantic. Uh, all right. Oh, you know what, Alex? I will allow it just by virtue of it being a fantastic movie. Thank you. It's a, <laughs> That's true. It's you a seven. This because, just because it's a seven, you can have it up there. I know. This movie, it does literally have it all. Except for sci-fi. But even that. Well, no, it's got, it's got the machine. Oh, that's right. See? It does. It literally has everything. It's got, it's got Peter Falk's glass eye. Yeah. <laughs> It's got video games? Hardball. Alright. Is this a kissing book? Alright, listeners. Let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Is Princess Bride a, ro- a rom-com? Let us know. When you, when you, it does, when you phrase it, it as a have, rom-com, it's definitely a no. <laughs> does have perfect breasts in it, though. It does. Alright. Uh, pity to waste them. On to my number one. <laughs> Uh, Scott already had it. It's The Wedding Singer. Um, love it. Love it. everything about it. The, <laughs> you mentioned when he is a little more dramatic, he's good. And so it was a bad note. Just, <laughs> Steve Buscemi at the beginning. That's a good wedding singer. It's a good wedding singer. I think I saw it later. I could quote that movie yeah. nonstop. Um, I, and like you said, it's very easy to see why he falls in love with Drew Barrymore in this movie. Um and you have a nice bad guy at the heel, Miami Vice, <laughs> DeLorean thing going on. and uh, Yeah, everything about it is great. So, wedding Great singer. A, top choice meet. 
<laughs> Julia's name is going to be Julia Gulia. That's funny. Why is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I I think he only does like Adam Sandler yell like once in the movie. Not counting when he's singing. Yeah. Information to me yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goo. Oh, he doesn't do that. Yeah. Aunt Lindsay, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's got a lot. It's it's good. And, uh, yeah. Got a CD player. It plays CDs. <laughs> such an <laughs> asshole. Um, so, yeah. That's my number one. Scott, number one for you. Number one. Uh, I, you know, I don't even call this thing a guilty pleasure anymore because I don't care. But, <laughs> uh, Under the Tuscan sun. Cutting Edge. Oh, oh damn it. Uh, this is my damn favorite rom-com. Uh, if, if we're just talking about, like, favorite movies of all time, this might crack my, my favorite top 25. Um, yeah, topic. But uh, it, it, <laughs> it, the, the whole thing defies physics. <laughs> the actual ice skating at points. Um, yeah, they pull off the Iron Lotus. The, the Pamchenko. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, it's got... Um, Moira <laughs> Kelly, who's amazing in this movie, uh, one of my all-time crushes, um, just kind of the uptight, um, spoiled uh, ice skating girl. Um, it's got D.B. Sweeney with his giant nostrils. The Sween, uh, and he gets abducted, yeah, and then, he can't make it to the uh, meet in time. Yeah, it's it's got, it's got snappy dialogue. <laughs> um, it's got uh, it's actually moves along at a, a nice clip. Uh, they they keep a nice pace going with it. Um, and there's just a lot of chemistry between her and, uh, TB Sweeney. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I don't know that at this point, anything about it makes me laugh out loud because <laughs> I've seen it so many times. Uh, but I, uh, I, again, I, I enjoy it. Uh, maybe more than I should, but cutting edge is number one. <laughs> it's nice. That's a good pick. Toe pick. Topic. Yeah, the topic thing still makes me laugh. <laughs> topic. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? Uh, I got two. Yeah, Go any Disney it. movie? Animated movie, I should say. The comedies, though? And Aladdin. <laughs> well, you said any, and now you're going to specific. Well, you wanted a specific one off the top of my head, Aladdin. I think that's the funniest... Uh, of the traditional Disney movies, I think, in my opinion. Robin Williams can't go wrong. Oh, he's not funny in everything. We've seen Photomat or what photo? <laughs> well, yeah, but in Aladdin he is. He's a great genie. Yeah. Never seen it. He's hilarious what? in Are What Dreams May Come. Damn. <laughs> serious. Oh, yeah. That fucking movie. Anyway. All right, Scott, on a Uh One that I, I talked about a little bit last year. Um, as I saw it, it almost cracked my list was the Big Sick, uh, the Camille Nanjiani. Oh yeah, I still uh, Act One. Uh, thought it was it was a, it was a different kind of uh, romantic story, romantic comedy. Um, some some great jokes, and I just liked that it, it was like he was the lead, and you know um, there was, wasn't a ton of star. Like I love Zoe Kazan; she's in it as well. Um, she's I don't know how how well known she, you guys think she is, uh, but uh, uh, Ray Romano and Holly Hunter in it, and they they kind of steal the show um, from the, as far as the comedy side of things. Um, but yeah, it was it was, a, it was kind of a sweet little um, love story uh, that tried to keep itself grounded. Um, so that's a big sick, and then it's a movie that I that I, that I like, and I kind of had to to do some mental gymnastics to make it into a rom-com. That's the American president. <laughs> uh, okay. Just cause I, 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 I really liked the premise of the whole thing. It was like, well, what's the president do if he wants to date somebody? And then they, they go from there with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, some hey, sor- that, Sorkin dialogue. That reminds me of Dave. I thought about Dave too. Yeah. I, I, I almost put Dave as an honorable mention. And I thought, uh, Dave's less of a romantic comedy, I would say. Yeah, but I would still count it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue against one of you guys having on your list. Yeah. Huh. 
Uh, honorable mention to True Romance. <laughs> Great romantic comedy, guys. Uh, rent it and uh, watch it with your uh, lady friend or whoever on Valentine's Day. All right, and I'd like to add uh, the TV show Master of None. Watch that show. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it good? Romantic. It's a romantic comedy. It's Aziz Ansari, and he's uh, looking for love. Hmm. Sometimes he finds it. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, um, I did not know that. One, cool. One more honorable mention because Alex brought up the whole thing about watching stuff with the, with a significant other. Um, yeah. Uh, Fatal Attraction. <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely sit down. Um, mm-hmm. Watch this with your love. If, if, especially if you have a girlfriend, watch it with her. Mm-hmm. Also, watch it with your mistress. Or with your wife. Yeah. Or, or, uh, you, with your girlfriend, your wife, or your mistress. All three. Yeah. It's this thing's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. I also and I already recommend, recommend audition, so yeah. and I recommend the sequel, <laughs> Fatal Instinct. Yes. And then With the follow up to Armand Asante. You know, and there's a companion piece to that you can watch Loaded Weapon One. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were gonna say Killer Instinct. <laughs> you can watch Fulgore fight Spinal. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> ah, my <Yeah>. spinal. <laughs> uh-huh. Cinder and and uh, Glacius. Have a <laughs> forbidden romance. <laughs> All right, uh, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports bow. Well, now that the Super Bowl's uh, over, the bad guys won, and uh, yeah, all sports is taking a break until baseball season starts in a couple of weeks. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Ducks haven't won a game in twenty. So that's Jesus cool. Christ! Uh-huh. And there's a, I, I mean, there's smaller stuff like a surf competition at this place called Pebble Beach. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going for some killer waves out there. I know, tubular, shaka, bro. They were doing some <laughs> ski school stuff there today. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> damn polar vortex. Yeah, some cross country <laughs> scams going on there. Whoa! Whoa! Hey, where's Maggie, man? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, it's time for NIM News. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, man. Hiccup, hiccuped a little bit there, Alex. A little bit. Threw me off. Um, all right, uh, again, uh, keeping it quick as I did last week. Um, just an update on the game that I'm playing right now. It's the uh, Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, I've already talked a little bit about this. Um, There's very few romantic comedy games, and this is one of them. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, again, sit down, watch this with your significant other. In fact, have them play it. Yeah. You, you know, build the, those, those bonds. Yeah. So... You know, I've, I've been kind of playing it in chunks, uh, not contiguously, and yeah, the thing still is great. Um, they they did a fantastic job, um, kind of retooling, rebalancing the whole thing. It's it obviously got a huge overhaul. Um, they got rid of things like like loading screens, um, and uh, in order to like balance that all out. Um, they they just changed a lot of it, so it still feels like Resident Evil 2, which is one of my all-time favorite games. Um, but it it feels like its own thing at the same time, and there's enough that's been changed about it that there's still surprises for those that are uh, diehard players of it. And uh, hopefully, I, I finish it up soon, maybe by the next time we we do these podcasts. Uh, but yeah, this is this is really a, a great way to kind of kick off the year. Um, and then speaking of the video games, um, pretty soon here, uh, I think Alex might have talked a little bit about it, but uh, Anthem is soon to make its way to various consoles. Um, and we've mm-hmm. talked about it before, just kind of like Destiny, but with Iron Man suits. I think it's the the, the kind of the boilerplate. Um, so that'll be the, the first... Mm-hmm. Mm, well, I, I, Resident Evil is a pretty big release, but this will be like the second, like yeah. really kind of tentpole release of the year. Um, although you, Kingdom Hearts came the demo? out, hmm? I did oh, not yeah, get a chance to play the demo. Um, I, I know Kingdom Hearts three is out, 
But I still feel like that's kind of a niche title, maybe? I, I don't know. I could be it, completely it's wrong huge, with that. huge, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, like, it's going to move a lot of units, but you might not necessarily see people like talking about it outside of that, that kind of circle. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not... It's like on the fringes of mainstream, not really there. Yeah. So. But yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a big first half of the first quarter, anyway, uh, for for video game releases. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I really want to talk about. Play, play, check it out. Uh, the Resident Evil Two remake, which I think is just called Resident Evil Two. Could be wrong about that. Uh, so don't accidentally buy like the old like. PS1 version, <laughs> which is still yeah. fine. I, I mean, I recommend playing that one too. It's just not going to be the same thing that I'm talking yeah, about. If here. you have a PS1, yeah, yeah, a PS1. <laughs> especially, uh, or PS2. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, gotcha. uh, so yeah, that's that's all I want to talk about. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to mention? Nope. All right, Jeff. What about you? Uh, two quick things. Uh, speaking of video games, I saw a little clip this morning that made me laugh. So somebody's playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and they're petting a dog in game. Right? So the cowboy's been over and he's like petting the dog and the person's filming the TV screen and then it like pans over to like a real dog in the living room and he's just looking at the owner like shaking his head like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I died. <laughs> and then uh one quick review I saw glass in the glass. theaters. Oh. How was it? It was good. Um, not the, you know, not as good as Unbreakable. I really like a lot, so it's not as good as that. I'd put it on par with Split. There's, I think it, the middle is a little bit slow, but I like the beginning and the end. So, if you like those movies, I definitely recommend it. It's a good addition to the story. Um, okay. You got Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson and uh, McAvoy. So, go see it. And I will. This is not a spoiler. They bring back cast members from those previous movies so like the boy who played Bruce Willis's kid they actually bring that actor back to play his kid in this too oh that's cool I haven't seen him in forever um, I think it's the same lady that played Sam Jackson's mom in the first one is back I'm not sure about that um, but it was just cool to see like they bring him back seeing these old people well, old characters or old you know what I mean not <laughs> uh, old, they're old but, people uh, so yeah that's all I got so uh Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Valentine's Happy Valentine's Day. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>